This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Frame. Mother's Day is almost here. What are you getting her? Something that shows you care. Something that makes her feel loved. Something that won't stress you out. Something like the Skylight Frame. The Skylight Frame is the perfect gift. It's a touchscreen photo frame your whole family can upload photos to from wherever they are in the world. It's a way to share with her all the moments that matter. It sets up in seconds. You can even make sure that it's already loaded with photos when your mom opens her Mother's Day gift. And her Skylight Frame can hold thousands of the treasured photos you share. It's an easy, heartfelt way for mom to stay connected with those who matter most. It really is the perfect gift. Now, as a special Mother's Day offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightframe.com slash easy. You're listening to Live Free Creative an intentional podcast with practical tips for living your life on purpose. I'm your host, Miranda Anderson, and I believe in creativity, adventure, curiosity, and the magic of small moments. I hope that every time you listen, you feel empowered and free to live the life that you want. Welcome back to Live Free Creative. Hello, how are you? I'm your host, Miranda Anderson, and you're listening to episode number 224, Vital Signs. Happy February. We made it through the whirlwind of January. It always feels like a month with such energy, such a unique energy as we get started on a new year. I have seen a dozen kind of funny not super funny, but kind of funny memes about January being super long and everyone ready to move on to a new month. Well, we did it. We are here. I've been reflecting a lot. I love February. It's always been my favorite month because it's my birthday month. Fellow Aquarians, happy birthday coming up. This month especially feels a little bit reflective for me because I am turning 40 in a week. There's something to this idea that these big milestones carry with them some weight. It doesn't feel like a heavy emotional weight to me, but it feels like this solid changing of a decade in a fun way, in a way that I'm really excited about. All of this brings me to a story that I want to share with you in the form of life lately. Around this time 10 years ago, Dave and I were living in Washington, D.C., in a cute, small apartment there on Edsel Road, just inside the Beltway. We had two small boys, a four-year-old and a two-year-old, and I was just about to turn 30. I'd been anticipating this for years. <laughs> I remember around the time I turned 27, I made myself this list of things that I wanted to feel comfortable with and have accomplished by the time I turned 30. On my birthday itself, on February 9th, which is my birthday, Dave and I went on a run on the George Washington Parkway Trail, which is this beautiful trail that runs alongside the Potomac River. We were chatting and contemplating our lives and discussing our future. And during the course of that run, which was, you know, maybe about an hour long, we 
came to this feeling that we were ready to move away from D.C. We had been there for school for Dave's real first corporate job. We were ready to kind of move out of that phase of really intense work and really fast-paced living in a high-cost environment, you know, the D.C. area. It's only, I think, gotten more expensive since we lived there and busier than when we lived there 10 years ago. We were kind of ready to think about what do we want our life to look like in those terms? Like, what is the lifestyle that we hope for? What does that feel like every day? What does it look like? What is the weather like where we live? Allow ourselves to do some of this kind of big dreaming. We settled on a few different pieces of lifestyle that felt important to us, and that included some cost of living, some weather, some types of neighborhoods and and energies of cities. We had this, you know, this list, and we narrowed down through research a few different cities that met our criteria, and one of them that we had never been to but had heard a lot about was Austin, Texas. Serendipitously, I had recently met a friend who lived near Austin, just about 20 minutes away, and had said offhandedly the way that sometimes new friends do when you meet them who live in other cities, you know, if you're ever around, call me or come visit. And so I took advantage of this invitation, open invitation, and called my friend and said, hey, we're thinking about moving to Austin. I'd love to come check it out. And just about a, a you know a week or two later, I hopped on a plane and met my friend in Austin, Texas to explore and really sort of get a finger on the pulse of the city to, to figure out if this is somewhere that we would want to live. I had a phenomenal week. And for those of you who've listened to the show for a while or who have followed me on Instagram, you know that I adore Austin. It felt like my soul city in a lot of ways. Much of that connection I felt from the moment I landed and started exploring. I spent the week visiting Zilker Park and going to Barton Springs and the Umlauf Sculpture Garden, one of the many places that I ate and just was obsessed with from the get-go was Torchy's Tacos. This was, you know, 10 years ago, 2013. The original Torchy's Tacos on South First was this cool little trailer truck in a trailer park. And I had been told by some friends, you know, when I was seeking out recommendations I'd been told over and over again you have to go to Torchies you have to get queso and I had no idea like no frame of reference here so I ordered a full order of queso which is about a you know a quart of queso and a couple tacos and Torchies tacos are big so I ended up with enough food for like four people and it was just me sitting there at this red painted picnic table and at one moment there was a person sitting down the table from me and I had just I mean I had so much food left over and I felt bad about it and I remember sort of catching this guy's eye and saying hey I like do you want any of this he's like no I don't want your extra food like just so funny this interaction that was my first moment feeling just at home in Torchy's Queso. Like I wanted to swim in a vat of it. I love it so much. It's these charred green chilies and creamy and spicy and delicious. Torchy's became an institution. So we decided to move to Austin. We moved to Austin. We built a house. We settled in. We were going to be there for the long run. Torchy's became a regular part of our life. You know, twice a week, 
at least once a week we were eating at Torchy's. Sometimes we'd just get breakfast tacos. Sometimes we'd go over. There was a play structure in the one near our house. We would go and order tacos and sit out on the picnic tables while the kids played on the playground. And I often had one or more friends with me. Torchy's just was a way of life. And when we moved to Richmond, Torchy's was on the list of things that I would miss deeply about about Austin. In fact, so much so that within a few months of moving here and settling in to the city, I had emailed their corporate email a couple times within a few months and just said, hey, I just moved here. I think that this would be a great place for a tour cheese. I mean, kind of hilariously. And I even went so far as to think of like there's a couple universities nearby here are some measures of the, you know from my perspective why Tortues would be a great fit in Richmond I knew at that point they were expanding they had one in Denver they had some in Oklahoma they were kind of like moving a little bit and I thought why not here you can imagine my joy when a couple years ago we saw in an article that Torchies was planning a location in Richmond which has turned out to be several locations they opened one last month in Short Pump, which is a suburb about 15, 20 minutes outside of the city. And yesterday, they opened one walking distance from my house. When I was sitting in line, I was the first person in line. I got in line at 8 a.m. The doors opened at 10, and the first 100 people in line for Torchies got a t-shirt, and that t-shirt entitles you to free queso for a year. It felt like coming full circle. 10 years ago, we decided to move to Austin, fell in love with Torchies, loved our time there. Five years ago, we moved to Richmond and missed Torchies, along with other things, primarily my friends. That, I will say, my favorite part about Austin was my friends, with Torchies queso being a close second. And now here we are. I'm on the cusp of my 40th birthday with a Torchies being the best birthday present, just landing right in my neighborhood as we prepare to settle in and we don't foresee any city hopping in our near future so it feels really nice to have this fun favorite part of texas be delivered right here to me that my friends is life lately this podcast is brought to you today by care of Think about something attainable you want to feel this year, like less overscheduling or feeling more grounded or feeling more accepting of and in tune with your body. These are all things that are on my radar this year as I turn 40. Care of can help you feel more in control of your health and goals this year. They offer personalized guidance, quality products, and encourage healthy habits so you can see and feel results. My favorite part of Care Of is that you take a short, in-depth quiz about your lifestyle and health goals, and then they supply you with a personalized, doctor-backed recommendation for which vitamins and supplements are best suited for you, your body, and your goals. One of the most important things that I learned in my years working as a registered nurse with individual patients was how unique each of our bodies are and our goals and our lifestyles and care of takes care of you individually. This quiz is super simple and fun and thoughtful to go through. And then you see all of your recommendations that they package so beautifully and individually for you. The other day I was pulling out my care of vitamin pack and Dave 
looked at it on the counter. It has my name on it. And he said, did you, is this like a promotional thing? No, every single customer receiving care of vitamins, they put your name on them. They're tailored for you in these easy, portable, single day dose packs that you can take on the go. You can stash in your bag for lunchtime, whatever makes sense for you. Something that is just a little added benefit that I noticed as I am working on the study of well-being. Each of these packs also includes just a small thought of the day, a little tiny encouragement. And those little quotes each day add up to not only the vitamins being good for your physical health, but also I feel like they're taking care of your mental and emotional health as well. If you're ready to take a little bit better care of yourself, you can take 50% off your first order at Care Of. Go to TakeCareOf.com and enter code LIVEFREE50. That's T-A-K-E-C-A-R-E-O-F.com and enter code LIVEFREE50 for 50% off of your first order. I can't wait for you to give it a try. This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Frame. Mother's Day is almost here. What are you getting her? Something that shows you care. Something that makes her feel loved. Something that won't stress you out. Something like the Skylight Frame. The Skylight Frame is the perfect gift. It's a touchscreen photo frame your whole family can upload photos to from wherever they are in the world. It's a way to share with her all the moments that matter. It sets up in seconds. You can even make sure that it's already loaded with photos when your mom opens her Mother's Day gift. And her Skylight Frame can hold thousands of the treasured photos you share. It's an easy, heartfelt way for mom to stay connected with those who matter most. It really is the perfect gift. Now, as a special Mother's Day offer for our listeners, Get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightframe.com slash easy. Last week I was sick for a few days. I was in bed, resting and recovering, in some ways feeling a little bit guilty about how relieved I felt that I had this really good excuse to just rest. That was a sign to me, one, that my current load has been pretty heavy and that I need to pay a little bit closer attention to how to take care of myself in the way that my day-to-day life feels sustainable, that I'm not looking forward to vacation, that I don't need to take a break from life in order to recover, that my life itself feels like it's a manageable enough pace that I could continue it over and over again. I've talked about this a lot when I've shared episodes about planning, particularly episode 110 is all about planning your ideal week from the inside out. These are things that I know, principles that I know and understand intellectually, and sometimes without conscious attention, Things that are unexpected in your life that you're not necessarily in control of can change your circumstances. And when your circumstances change, something else may need to shift around your baseline level of energy that you're spending in different areas or time that you're spending in different areas. Or maybe if there are uncontrollable events and circumstances in your life, 
recognizing them and taking them into account in your overall plan becomes really beneficial. If you expect that you can do the same things that you've always done, regardless of what life is putting in your path, you're probably setting yourself up for some sort of burnout. All that to say it was really nice to have a few days of reflection, you know, sort of dreamlike state of, you know, being able to really sleep. I didn't feel well at all, uh, which it's had been since last year when I had COVID last January that I felt this same level of illness. I was able to stay in bed, to rest and relax, to let Dave handle the day-to-day with our family while I really just sort of tapped out for the week. As I started to feel a little bit better, like I could tell that I still needed to rest, that I didn't want to jump back into doing everything, but I also was a little bit more lucid. I was able to spend some of that time resting, you know, laying in bed, resting my body, resting my mind, and also thinking about full acceptance of our current circumstances, including those things that I didn't expect and wasn't looking for that have become part of the rhythm of our lives. How do I balance those things? How do I make the small necessary shifts to adapt my outputs to meet those needs? This looks like a lot of acceptance, a lot of recognition of things that I can't change, along with full acknowledgement of things that I can. That's a hard process. I mean, that is the rhythm of wellness in our lives is being able to accept things that we can't change and optimistically solutions focus, change things that we can And sometimes the pace of everything just moves so fast that we don't take that time or we don't have that time to really sit down and plan. In fact, most of what I do with my coaching clients is open up the space. Like this one hour call that we have is that space that they've got on their calendar that they've set aside that they're investing in, in order to work through some of these ideas of what can I do? What can't I do? And how do I find clarity around those things and then build some specific motivations and systems and rhythms to be able to balance those? I started to identify some of the roots of some of my negative emotions over the last six months. What are some of these things that have just felt a little bit off to me? And maybe not only the last six months, maybe even the last few years, how in some ways I've gotten away from things that matter to me because I needed to put things down. And so I was sort of shedding and putting down as much as I could and unwittingly put down things that feel important. I'm going to give you an example. And I hope that this rings true for you in some ways that you can think about this as it applies to you. When I felt a little bit better and I got out of bed and I went about trying to take care of some of the things that I hadn't gotten to when I was sick, you know, catching up just on basics. But also I recognized kind of like when you come home from from vacation and you first walk into your house, you have these new eyes for just a moment before everything fades back in. Like you have maybe even just a couple minutes of seeing things the way they are rather than having everything sort of fade into the background. And this is when you can notice things like as an objective third party 
notice things that you want to change, notice things that you like. It's like your attention is on a little bit higher alert. This is how I felt getting out of bed after a week that there are a few things that I was like, you know what, that has been sitting there for a year and I'm going to do something about it. So the specific example that I'm thinking of is I, when we decided to buy this house pretty soon after, I think before we had even moved, I found a light fixture on super, super clearance sale at Anthropology that I loved. And I was already sort of redesigning some of the rooms in this house in my head, even though we hadn't moved in yet. I bought this fixture thinking this is going to be beautiful, either in a dining room or a bedroom. I didn't know exactly where, but I knew I loved the fixture. It was a super clearance price and it felt like a good buy. I was excited about it. So that light fixture has been in the box at first it was in storage, then we moved it in, and then I considered it in the dining room and realized that I needed something a little bit different there, and I decided it was going to go in Plum's bedroom, and so I put it in the closet in our room, and there it has sat for a year. I'm sure all of you have things like this in your homes where you're like, have this little intention of oh, this thing I'm going to get to. I feel comfortable wiring basic light fixtures on my own. For for some people, that would require calling an electrician, but just like a basic changing of a light fixture is something that is well within my skill set. All I needed to do was get out a stepladder and get up and change the light. And a year later, I, I, get, I roll out of bed after being sick for a week and look at the cardboard box. And because I saw it again, I realized I just need to do that. Like, I don't know what I'm waiting for. It's only going to, you know, it's going to take 30 minutes, 45 minutes max. And it did. It took me about 45 minutes. I did have a moment. I told Dave later that it would have been nice to have two people because of the weight of holding a fixture while trying, you know, holding it with one hand while trying to screw in some of the things with the other hand. Nevertheless, I got it installed. It looks beautiful. It turns on. It's gorgeous. I was able to get rid of the box, clear out the closet. As I was working on that as I was up there holding the light fixture unscrewing screwing wiring I thought to myself that I feel like myself I feel alive home design improvement DIY feels vital to me this is the word that came to mind this feels vital and it's something that I've intentionally tried to put down as I've been doing other things to make space for other things without realizing how important it feels for me, not only because it feels better to have the things be done and updated and and designed, but also because the action of physically improving my environment feels important for me. I love doing it. It makes me feel alive. It's essential. And I've been not doing it intentionally trying to save myself from, you know, a long list of to-dos without recognizing that I was cutting off one of my own personal lifelines. I thought it was really interesting the way that the word vital came to mind for me as I was working on this project. And has for a couple other circumstances in my life just this week. And I want to tell you about them. And I want to talk about vital signs. Many of you know that I am a registered nurse. I have a bachelor's degree in nursing. I worked full-time for years as a nurse. Vital signs are fundamental to the healthcare profession, right? So when you think of vital signs, what comes to mind for you? There are five 
primary vital signs. These are indicators of health, indicators of life. The five primary vital signs are temperature. You take your temperature, normal is 98.6, you've probably heard, but regular normal vital signs fall between the ranges of about 97.8 and 99. Anything below or above that feels like something's off and they're going to investigate a little further if you're in the hospital. Your pulse rate is, you know, the beats per minute of your heart, how fast your heart's beating. Regular pulse rate for an adult is between about 60 and 100 beats per minute. Slower than that, you know, for some people is an indicator just of good cardiovascular health. Some people, their regular resting heart rate can be down even in like the 40s and that's normal for them. For some people, that would be like slowly on their way to shutting down. And above 100, if you're exercising can be normal. If you're resting and your heart rate's above 100, then something's off. Your oxygen saturation level is a vital sign. Between 95 and 100 is is normal for that. Below 95 and we're worried about if you're getting enough oxygen to your cells. You can't have an oxygen saturation level above 100 because it's a percentage. So 100% is the highest that that will go. Your respiration rate is how fast you're breathing. Normal for an adult is about 12 to 16 breaths per minute. Above that is what we call hyperventilating, where you're breathing too quickly. And finally, your blood pressure. Blood pressure is normal around 120 over 80 for an adult. Both of those numbers can change. They can go up and down, and we start to worry when they're too high or too low. These are vital signs, indicators of health and well-being physically. Recognizing that your body is functioning as it was designed. Vital signs are fairly standard. Physical vital signs are fairly standard across bodies. There's ranges, of course, and there can be something that's normal for you. But outside of a a pretty standard range, it's a big red flag that there is something going on that we need to investigate further, something that could lead to bigger problems. This week got me thinking about non-physical vital signs and how unique those are. Have you considered what are the things that are indicators for you of emotional life, of mental and emotional and social well-being? Could you describe a range of thoughts or behaviors that are indicators for you that life is going well? that you have a healthy level of mental coping skills, of social interactions. If you did have personal, social, emotional, vital signs, what would they look like for you? The word vital itself has three main definitions. One of them is essential, necessary, and important. One of them is a manifestation of life. And one of them is full of energy. I love all of these descriptions and thinking about vitality. When someone has vitality, that means that they're full of life and energy, that their cup looks full, that they're overflowing, that there's a glow about them. Signs of life, signs of energy, 
essential elements in place. The word vital comes from the Latin word vitali, which means life, life-giving. Do you want to know what the antonym is? I thought this was interesting. The antonym of vital is mortal. Did you know that the word mortal derives from the Latin mortali, which means death? I, I, it, for some reason in my head, I have the word mortal as human or mortal as life, but mortal means going to die, that, you know, mortali is death. Vital is life. What is vital for you? Are there things that are vital that you're not creating space for? It's so ridiculous, but as I was installing this light fixture, I thought to myself, this feels like me. I feel more like myself than I have in a, in a little while. Or it awakened this part of myself that I realized this is an essential characteristic of my personality and of the things that I love that I like to do hands-on home improvement. It feels like life to me. Not my whole life, but a vital portion of my life that I haven't been giving space for. I felt that way a couple other times last week. And I think because I was attuned to it, I was paying attention to these elements that feel so important to me. Another example of emotional vitality or an activity that feels life-giving and essential for me is using my hands to make things. For years and years and years, I would have identified myself as a maker, a crafter, an artisan. I grew up making things, building things, creating things, sewing things, designing things. I used my hands for years. I ran a custom sewing shop for 10 years. I had a craft and DIY blog for years. A lot of that shifted into this home DIY design, decor, renovation, sort of handy woman skills. Those are some of the things that I've put down unknowingly cutting off a vital aspect of who I am. I think really well-intentioned, but in the name of saying, I'm going to stop doing so many different types of things. I'm going to really focus in on what are the things that I want to give the most of my time and attention to right now. And slowly I was cutting off the limbs of doing craft projects I hadn't sewn in a really long time. I have this whole shelf of all of these different types of materials that I've used over the last two decades to create beautiful things and I haven't touched them in over a year a couple years and there's lots of different well-meaning reasons for that but this week I started to pay better attention to what feels like life to me this is going to sound probably a little bit silly but I am planning myself a birthday party it's next week. I'm super excited about it. This is, again, one of those things that I thought I have so much on my plate right now with, you know, full-time school, running my business, taking care of my kids. We have a million pets, just all of these different aspects of life that are happening. It didn't make sense on paper to add the logistical, financial, emotional investment of planning a party. 
And yet I could fast forward to what it would feel like if I didn't and recognize that I wanted to spend time on that. I wanted to create that space for not only the celebration of my birthday, which feels really fun, also the planning of the event, which for me feels really fun. That included designing invitations and sending them out and planning the location and working on a menu, all of the different aspects involved with party planning, event planning. When I was in Canada a few weeks ago, I went to a Nordic spa. It was an incredible experience. You walk through the gift shop on the way to the spa entrance and I noticed these candles. I love candles. I love, I light candles in my house every single day. I love scented candles. I love the huga sort of coziness of having candles around and they just feel like a little tiny spark of joy, a, a tiny luxury that you can enjoy regularly. The spa gift shop had these candles with crystals kind of nestled in the top of them and I thought those are so cool they were so beautiful they were like $35 each which felt a little bit expensive for you know because I actually like use them and burn them I thought oh it's so cool and I didn't want to carry them home but I, I had them in my head and then I saw my little sister was on a girl's trip with a couple friends and they made some of these candles they had made candles and put little crystals and dried flowers and things on the top and they turned out so beautifully I just had seen this on social media And of course, I have all of the supplies for candle making because a few years ago, actually my last birthday party that I threw for myself in 2019 before the pandemic was a candle making party. I have a friend who owns the Crafter's Box and she had sent me a group kit for soy candle making. And so I have all of these supplies and I thought, I want to make candles to put on the, you know, at the place settings for my birthday party. Again, could be for another person totally unnecessary written up as like an added expense logistics emotional stress that is unneeded and i'm not saying that candles are essential however the act of making them felt life-giving to me i you know re-upped my stock of soy wax flakes and bought these beautiful chunks of rose quartz and spent an evening, a couple hours, while my kids were all playing and we were all chatting and I had music on in the kitchen and I just spent a couple hours making these beautiful crystal embedded soy candles for my birthday party. And again, this is something that I did for years and years and years as the part of the rhythm of my life, getting things out and physically creating things with my hands. It feels vital to me. It's something that I had put away in the name of making space for other things or not feeling overwhelmed. And of course, I'm all about essentialism, recognizing what matters most, doing the things that matter most. I think sometimes, at least for me, and this is what I have been thinking about this week and why I'm sharing this, it's you know maybe a half-baked idea still, but I am curious if it rings true for you. That sometimes in the name of paring down to the essentials, the essentials that we keep are the ones that are just socially acceptable or things that make sense on paper without taking our own unique emotional, social, mental, vital signs, without paying attention to what matters most to us not just what matters most in general. And 
there are times of true survival when you really have to like pare down to the basics. And there, when space opens up a little bit, what do you put back? I'm also curious about for myself, and again, these are all just ideas I'm mulling over that I'm introducing and curious about the way they feel for you. If sometimes some things that don't make sense to other people or that wouldn't make sense are life-giving for us. So maybe spending a little bit of time crafting or making things or updating my home with my hands will give me the energy that I need to not just survive will give me the energy and the life that I need to better show up for the things that are hard or the obstacles that I'm facing. Maybe I'm a better focused, more creative student because I've made a little bit of space in my life in the middle of my studies to do things that are vital, like work with my hands. Maybe I'm more present and pleasant as a mom and as a wife because of the time that I give myself, even if it's just an hour a week, to make a small home improvement with my hands and dig in there and feel like I'm not just stuck, but that I am able to change the things that I can change. The things that are vital for me in these ways will not be the same as the things that are vital for you. And my invitation as I finish up this episode today is for you to consider what are some of your vital signs? Not your pulse rate or your blood pressure. What are some of the things that feel life-giving to you? When was the last time that you just gave yourself space to reflect on what you really love? And if you haven't, considered that or you have a hard time coming up with something have you created some space for you to figure it out for you to experiment with things for you to sit and reflect on or recall the last time you felt really full of life what were you doing who were you with my mom just started taking a painting class I have always called my mom an artist she has been a, an illustrator a painter my whole life, she was really fun to have as a mom during any time we were making like a poster presentation <laughs> because she's such a great artist. And she just started taking a painting class again. I think some of this vitality that she feels when she's creating art that she had put down for a while. And it was really fun to hear her talk about this, you know, first week of class and how it felt good to be there and to be surrounded by artists and kind of be nestled back in this community. What is it for you? What is something vital that you're not doing? Or what is something vital that you are and do you recognize it as that? I want to invite you this week to spend a little bit of time in reflection and self-awareness around one of your vital signs and to create some space for it. Do something that feels like it gives you life. Do something that fills you up. Maybe you're doing something is not doing something. Maybe it's, you know, resting. Maybe it's reading a book in the middle of the day. 
Maybe it's baking some intricate, crazy baked good that it doesn't make sense for that to be something that you really want to do. But in the process, you feel alive. Maybe it's discovering a new hiking trail. Maybe it's writing a piece of poetry. Maybe it's making music. Maybe it's going out for a drink with friends when that isn't something that you've made space for lately. We are as unique as the stars in the sky. The things that bring us physical life and those physical vital signs are pretty steady. And I think because of some of those similarities, we can get pulled into the idea that in general, the things that we all need are going to be very similar. And in that error, we can cut off some of our own unique life-giving elements. I want you to tap back into some of those and to think about them and to create space for the things that you love and the things that give you life. I want to thank you as always for tuning in to Live Free Creative Podcast. I hope that you have a little space this week to think about what you love because it matters. It matters that we live not only physically, but also mentally and emotionally and spiritually in all of these other ways. If it feels like it would be life-giving for you to come spend some time in a small community of women entrepreneurs for a weekend in March, there is one spot left for Live Free Creative Camp. This is a four-day, all-inclusive women's retreat in Southern Utah where you come and we take care of you so that you can take care of some piece of important work. That can be catching up on your family photo books or writing in your journal, or it can be developing a course. It could be setting up the back end of your photography business. It could be working on your novel. This is a space where people come and participate in some of these vital aspects of who they are and what they love. And it's my absolute privilege to create space for women to come and bring forth this type of brilliance. If you're interested, visit livefreecreative.co slash camp. Again, there's one shared room spot available. It's an incredible group that we have gathered this year, and I am so excited. And if that spot feels like it's for you, if it's calling to you, if it's something you've been thinking about for a while, or you've just heard of it, and it sounds like something you could use, I want to invite you to, to follow that intuition and join us there. I hope you have a wonderful week. I'll chat with you next time. Bye-bye. This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Frame. Mother's Day is almost here. What are you getting her? Something that shows you care. Something that makes her feel loved. Something that won't stress you out. Something like the Skylight Frame. 
The Skylight Frame is the perfect gift. It's a touchscreen photo frame your whole family can upload photos to from wherever they are in the world. It's a way to share with her all the moments that matter. It sets up in seconds. You can even make sure that it's already loaded with photos when your mom opens her Mother's Day gift. And her Skylight Frame can hold thousands of the treasured photos you share. It's an easy, heartfelt way for mom to stay connected with those who matter most. It really is the perfect gift. Now, as a special Mother's Day offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightframe.com slash easy. 